Hi, welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast, episode 152. Uh, so I was, thought I would just jump in today with um, an email from Anne Giles, who's been a relatively recent uh, member of ours, but very active uh, on the community and by email, giving lots of updates, um, sharing lots of interesting sort of tidbits. Uh, so I'll jump into that in just a second. But, but first, I just want to say thank you to uh, Soren, who... I uh, just noticed donated $500 to the advanced course GoFundMe. So um, we are still running that GoFundMe just sort of quietly in the background. Uh, if anyone wants to help us fund that advanced course, uh, go ahead and uh, click the link uh, in the show notes or the description below. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll essentially let Phil, because uh, we switch on and off week to week pretty much with the podcast, I'll essentially let him um, sort of give you the major updates about the advanced course expansion. Um, I'll just say that it's going, like the actual planning of it is going much faster and much smoother uh, than we originally thought. Uh, it's just because every time we've planned out the foundation and the intermediate, it's been a bit of a, it's just been very difficult taxing mentally but it's actually gotten easier over time um, because things have, as, as things have built out, I just, I, I guess we, we get used to the process, but also we don't have to worry about every single character so much because by the time you get to the advanced course, you guys are like really, really good at learning characters and learning words and you, you understand the system inside out. So we don't have to baby step you and, um, is that the word baby step you like walk you through uh, everything, every single thing. Um, so we are, we're going through that very fast, just done up to 200, 2,600 characters. And I'm just, I'm just really excited about it. I'm just so excited to finish this thing. You know, we've been working on the course for several years now and we've released it, we released it in January, 2019. And we're now finally getting to the point where, okay, the, the course is actually going to be quote unquote, finished <laughs> so and when i say finished when me and phil say finished we mean um you can go from zero level join mandarin blueprint and by the time you finish mandarin blueprint you can read native chinese books you can uh, you can understand you can well rather you have the foundation to be able to become fluent if you put enough speaking and writing practice in um our course doesn't actually make you fluent uh, in terms of speaking, um, but it gives you the essential, necessary foundation to be able to do that. If you just went through our course and never practiced speaking, you're not going to automatically be a, a speaking whiz. That's kind of a, a no-brainer for anyone that learns language. Um, but at the same time, you couldn't just sit in front of a teacher and practice speaking without our course without that foundation um, and then become fluent either. Yeah. So it's kind of the way we design it is ideally you would join our course, do the foundation phase five, finish phase five. Uh, and then once that's like, that gets you 80% of the understanding of the language, then you would start moving on to uh, regular speaking practice. That's, that's sort of the, the general piece of advice we give. Because you can jump straight in with a teacher as well if you want, no problem, from Nihao, you know, you just start there. 
but uh, you won't quite get as much out of the lessons because you just don't really know anything, right? So you you can't really produce anything that you haven't heard before. This makes sense logically, right? Um, so there is that. Uh, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here already. That's pretty pretty good for the start of the podcast. But yeah, generally I'm I'm pretty excited about seeing this come to fruition. Um, so hopefully we're on track for the end of this year in terms of release. Uh, it's looking good. It's looking good. So let's start off with Anne Giles uh, here. She says, here's a quote from an editorial in the New York Times entitled, There's a name for the blah you're feeling. It's called Languishing by Adam Grant, updated July 29th, 2021. Last summer, the journalist Daphne Cayley tweeted about a Chinese expression that translates to revenge bedtime procrastination. She described it as staying up late at night to reclaim the freedom we missed during the day. I've started to wonder if it's not so much retaliation against a loss of control as an act of quiet defiance against languishing. It's a search for bliss in a bleak day, connection in a lonely week, or purpose in a perpetual pandemic. And uh, Anne uh, linked to the actual tweets there and gave, it the, gave us the phrase. Here it is. Bao fu xing ao ye. So ao ye. Ao ye is actually, I believe, in the, one of the earlier HSK levels. Ao ye means to stay up all night or to stay up for a long time uh, into the night. Uh, burn the midnight oil, I think, I believe would be a good fr- uh, translation. Bao fu. Bao fu. With the fifth tone on the fu. Bao fu is to retaliate. Or uh fu xing would be retaliatory or vindictive, right? So it's retaliatory, retaliatorily <laughs> burning the midnight oil and to get some sort of revenge. So she says, I would love to hear what you know of this phrase, what you think of these translations and interpretations, and if or where these characters occur in the Mandarin Blueprint curriculum. Well, as for the last part, We'll just we answered and privately on that one. Only for you guys to listen to that. Where where the characters are, it's not very interesting for you. But <clears throat> as for the first couple of points, I'd actually never heard of this myself. So when I have never heard of a Chinese word or phrase, I immediately go, "Well, pleco is good, of course, pleco, like your, your dictionary." But if I want a detailed explanation, I want to know where this phrase came from, how it's used. If it's formal, informal, you know, if I want to learn like on a deeper level, I'll go to Baidu, Baidu, B-A-I-D-U dot C-N. Um, it's like Chinese Google. And uh, <clears throat> it really helps if you learn, if you can read Chinese. But if you can read Chinese, that is the place to go to get the, a deep understanding, a, the deepest understanding available of these various new words. So this is a, a relatively new word. It's a... Uh, or, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's more popular online, um, which means it could change at some point in the future. Um, so it's not it's not a great idea, in my opinion, to obsess over these words because they can go out of they can go out of uh, fashion, and you, you use them if they're out of fashion, people will know that they're. It's just it's just like saying, I don't know. <laughs> some old-fashioned word, people, they're not as impressed if you use it when it's already out of date. So I don't tend to bother too much with them, but it, this is actually quite interesting. So um, 
the interpretation is not actually that bad. It's not really to do with the pandemic, though. Um, but yeah, connection, searching for bliss in the bleak day, connection in a lonely week. Um, it's 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 to do with the way. Um, so like the, the the Chinese work week is uh, it's nine hours a day, <laughs> seven days a week, you know, or six days a week. Yeah. So what is it? It's um, they have a we have like a twenty four seven right or um, uh, nine to five. They have like a nine to nine. What do they call it? Nine nine six. I think they call it. Yeah, so nine hours a day, uh, six days a week or something like that. But anyway, it's a really tough work week for the average Chinese person, especially living in a city. Um, they have literally no time to themselves. Uh, even Sundays, a lot of people don't have off. They're still texting their boss and stuff like that on a Sunday. Um, the water guy that delivers our water here, he... Uh, he has three days off a year. He works full time, nine to nine, every single day. Um, no days off except for Chinese New Year and when he's sick, <laughs> which is almost never. So it's just standard practice. So as you can imagine, it's quite stressful. You don't have your own time, you know. So I thought, what I would do here, uh, I'd I'd look on Baidu and I thought that this is a good example, a good opportunity for us to go through. I could just, you know, go through the Chinese definition and translate it for you. And at the same time, give you some insights into uh, written Chinese, more formal Chinese, uh, which is what you'll find on Baidu, right? And, you know, also explain this in detail, because I think it's, yes, it is a liu xing ci, it's a popular word, but I don't think it's going to go out of fashion very soon, because <laughs> it's so relevant to society. So, so let's go here. So it says, 年轻人白天, so... Young people in the daytime, 白天时, so 白天时, instead of 白天的时候, so 的时候 would be the uh, common sort of spoken version, just saying 时, as in time, would be the more formal way of saying when. So when it's when during the day, 对控制时间的需求未被满足, so because they, they don't feel like they've satisfactorily controlled their needs um, during the day. Or like satisfied their needs during the day. You should. So you should is also a very formal word, meaning therefore. In spoken, you just say soi. Bien. Bien here is a it's, it's a tough one to translate, but it's like saying um. It's also kind of therefore. Um, so it's, it's it's about to describe an action that you did in, as a result of another previous thing. Um, so because of they're not they're they're not. Um, Certain things are not being uh, manzuled. Manzu is satisfied. Bien. So therefore, they li yong. So is like over and over again, repeatedly. Li yong ye wan. Use the night time. Lai So using the night time to satisfy the unmet needs or requirements that they have and then below we have baofuxing oh yeah so retaliatory staying up late should say baofu it's retaliating against beibodor this is a good word so stolen away taken away so you can bodor someone's chenli you can take away their rights 
Uh, and of course, you can take away someone's time as well. So forcefully taking away. Um, that's what you're revenging against. You're, you're avenging your, your stolen time. Zhengming is to prove, in order to prove, that's shi, basically, that's the formal way of saying Haishit. So you're, 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 you're staying up all late, all night, not really doing anything, just sort of playing with your phone in order to prove to yourself or to someone, um, to the ether, <laughs> that you are free. You still got the ability to arrange and zhang kong is a rather high level word. Zhang kong is to control, to dominate um, in your own time. So means the E is what you want, your desires, and Ru is as if or as you want. So basically, uh, my life is going not as I want. Okay, so let's read that again. You're, you're avenging your unsatisfied life during the day. Um, your unmet needs again. In, at night time, heyeli or yejian would be another way to say that. Uh, but heyeli is, is a nice way of saying it. Um, at, during the night, This is a really cool word. Mosuo, is a so more is to touch and so is to search for. So when I see mosuo, I always imagine someone that can't see fumbling. It's like fumbling in the dark. Mosuo uh, dao. So. Dao as in like to fumble and find, to find So a, a way of existing that can satisfy that need again. Now this is the last part that uh, sort of sums it up quite well. And it's slightly different from the uh, translation that, uh, sorry, the, uh, the view that Anne's tweet, tweet had. Well, they're similar. So retaliatory staying up late. 更像是, this is a good little phrase. 更像是, so basically saying more like, it's more like 更像是一种反抗. It's more about rebellion, resistance. 反抗, 牺牲自己的健康, 反抗家人, 同事领导, so here it's saying 牺牲 is to sacrifice. 牺牲自己的健康, sacrificing your own health. Resisting your family, because obviously your family and your and your tongshi, your your colleagues, your lingdao, your leaders, which is basically your boss, lao society as a whole, So all these things I've just listed, so you're you're resisting, um, you're sacrificing your own health in order to resist your family, your your colleagues, your your boss. Um, the society um, and your environment gives you the, 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 all these things give you a sense of unease and you're resisting against that sense of unease so 自在, 自在, which literally if you break it down means self exist like, or located so if you say 我不自在, so 不自在 is like I'm not comfortable uh, 自在 is I am comfortable
or 不自在 a great definite a great translation is ill at ease. 不安不安不自在 And the last bit here, this is the most interesting bit. So although you're doing all of that that I just mentioned, that's what you're sort of trying to do, almost subconsciously. It's like you're fighting against all these things, and、uh, you're trying to recover a sense of ease about your life by wasting all your time <laughs> and eating junk food and staring at and scrolling through social media until like three a.m. every night. 实际上 so in reality. 确实，确实。So when you see that 确 ，I've gone through this before. It's a turn of events. Actually, the opposite, or it's actually a different way that you might expect. Basically, like a very formal way of saying but. 生活中确实生活中的一种无奈 Actually, what it is is just helplessness. 无奈 is helplessness. So it's just a type of helplessness in your life. So it's, it's almost like. You're doing this. You're you're only hurting yourself, and this is just another fuzoyong.、Um, it's another、um, symptom or、um, side effect of the life that you're leading. So it's all. It's like it, I just like that end bit. It's actually you're hurt. You're only hurting yourself, and you're you're doing it to sort of rebel or resist against the life that you've chosen, and it is a choice. But you're actually just.、Um, You're actually just as help helpless, going through your phone, watching TV shows till three a.m. That's just as helpless and controlled as you are during the day. You know.、Um, anyway, I, I hope you found that useful and not too boring, especially if you, if you can't read or understand any Chinese yet. I hope my translation helped. I just thought it was really interesting because this generally generally is an issue in Chinese society, and I imagine a lot of Chinese societies. Where people are sacrificing so much, young people are sacrificing so much of their time, and they kind of get to the end of the day and are like, "Why am I doing this? I don't even like my job." You know, it's quite, it's quite、um, profound, I think. So, thanks for sharing that, Anne. Next, we'll move on to Brian,、um, Unit Nine, Unit Wrap Up. So, this is in the Pronunciation Mastery Course. He says, "Thank you, Luke and Phil. This entire pronunciation mastery course has been superb. As native English speakers who have mastered Mandarin, you really understand the specific difficulties that we encounter. Many times, native Mandarin speakers correct my pronunciation, and they didn't understand what they meant or couldn't hear the difference. After hearing Luke and Phil's explanations of the same words, I now understand mechanically what to do to correct them. A real eye opener or ear opener." Thank you very much, Brian. And yeah, it's a.、Uh, I completely understand the resistance or、um, <clears throat> criticism that people initially have about learning Chinese from someone like us, like non non change non native speakers. There's something about it that I guess、uh, initially logically doesn't make sense. It's like, wait a minute, you guys not going to be as good as a native speaker. What I learned from you, but once you get into it, you realize that. When it comes to how to learn language, it's way better to learn from someone who actually has learnt it, not just has been able to do it from when they were a kid, right? Of, of course, as long as they've learnt it well, which we have pretty pretty good, <laughs> pretty good at Chinese.、Um, not the best in the world, but then again, you know, we are we're good enough, I think, <laughs> to teach it.、Um, And、uh, yeah, it just reminds me of a, a student of 
student of ours, uh, John, he'd always used to quote, he said, um, he said, learning Chinese from Chinese people is almost like asking Shaq how to be tall. And I was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good quote. But actually, I thought of an even better one than that. Because even if Shaq told you that there's no way you can learn how to be tall, but you can learn Chinese, right? So I thought a better one would be this. It's like asking Paris Hilton how to get rich. I think that's slightly better. Um, <clears throat> that's the one I'm using now. But yeah, they have their place, of course. Native speakers are very, absolutely vital for practicing and uh, no, noticing mistakes that you're making in pronunciation and words, uh, grammar, etc. But most of them, most of the native speakers, that's pretty much what they can do best. And that's, that's the main thing. It's just, no, what you said there is wrong. I, I can't tell you how it's wrong, nor do I really need to. It's just wrong. Try again. Um, uh, and of course, just general speaking and writing practice and correction. Next one here is Tammy Liu on now. Just look how solid that at how solid that foundation is. This is the end of the foundation that I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, well done, Tammy. She's made it through there. I always enjoy watching your replies in the podcast. Thank you for this feature. It really makes me feel like I'm part of a community. Well, yeah, you are. The other language I want to learn is actually Japanese. So I've been trying to assign my props in preparation um, for doing that. I'd love to learn some traditional characters too, because many of my Chinese friends in the US are actually from Taiwan or Hong Kong. So it'll make written communication with them much easier. Here's to hoping that I'll hear about an expansion sooner sooner than later. I'll definitely back that if you start another Kickstarter for it. Yes, traditional characters are something that we want to do as soon as we can. But uh, in fact, that's that's probably, that's one of the, the sooner expansions we'd like to do. Um, but when I say sooner, I mean relatively, you know, it's like we have no plan for it whatsoever. It's a lot more work than we initially thought. We were initially, we were just going to, oh, let's just do traditional, take a couple of months and just go through. And, but it's a much bigger process than that. Tradition, there's a lot of characters that traditional and, and simplified share, but because of the simplification process wasn't actually that intuitive at all. Um, it was a committee of people that didn't, I don't know, I don't know what they did, but they didn't do it very well in some areas. So it's not like, it's not just like a natural, really simple, obvious thing that makes sense. Oh, this character came from this character. Sometimes it doesn't make sense that much. Um, it's almost as if they were like, okay, we've got 10 more characters to go. It's 4.45, come on, uh, rip that out. Okay, cool, that's good to go, you know? So um, it would involve over an overhaul of like where we put props and, and things like that, of, of how we learn characters to introduce them. We definitely can do it, but it's just, again, it's similar to the idea of the advanced course, but even, even less, it's, it's even more work than the advanced course in some ways. Um, and the, the sort of, I guess you could say market for it is arguably even smaller. So it's, it's tough to get into that, but we'll, we'll, um, I imagine in a year or two, uh, we'd be able to start thinking about it because I, I do really want to do it and I see the value in it. In fact, I even see the value of starting with traditional characters and then moving to simplified later. But we're just focusing on what the most people need, you know. Uh, so yes, I will, of course, as soon as we start working on that, we will make a big announcement 
because I'm, I'm actually excited to do it. Next is John on vocab from non. Non is a really cool word. It's a very, very useful character. It's used all the time in daily life. Uh, it's a very common sort of colloquial, casual word. You'll never really hear it in like a private, like private, uh, a formal speech or anything like that. Not really. It's, but it's so useful in day-to-day, -day like casual speech. So anyway, he says, um, he uses an example sentence. He's just asking a question about it. So, um, he likes to mess with female students' hair. Actually, do you know what? I didn't notice that this is kind of a mistake. <laughs> it doesn't actually have to be student. Um, is actually not student. is just young lady. Um, but I, I forgot to correct John on that. Um, New Sheng is just young lady. Okay. And yes, mess with is one way that you can translate nong. But it could also just play with. It could also be like a, I can imagine like a young baby sort of like being held and just he likes to play with his mother's hair or whoever's, whatever lady is holding him. Um, or guy with long hair. Um, <clears throat> but it depends on the context. This is why I wanted to just uh, give some examples about nong because it's so common and it's used in so many um, different ways that are kind of related, but you'll be able to use them in day-to-day -day life a lot. So here's, if you look in your dictionary, you'll find a bunch of different uh, definitions. This is what I got from Pleco, just some example sentences. It's a really useful word to master. So non <laughs> can be used in a way of handle or take care of, engage with. For example, check out this example sentence. Ni non jega o non nega. You take care of this. I'll take care of that. So it's take care of, handle. You see to this, I'll see to that. Nongrega. So it's, it kind of encapsulates, it's very lazy as well, which, which I love. It just encapsulates a lot of actions in one lump. Um, <clears throat> it could also be play or fool with, which is the definition that John was uh, referring to above. Be a nong now, dong la. So it's also it's used a lot with kids. I've got a kid that can walk now. Uh, so using nong, nong nega jiga, you know, we using and hearing that a lot. Get some somebody or something into a specified condition. This is a very 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 common one. So it's paired up with other adjectives. So nong is of course a verb. It's paired up with tons of different adjectives. So here's an example. nong So he did something with the kid that made him cry. Right. So. Um, so he did something with the clothes that got them dirty. And, it, and there's just countless other examples. To obtain. You know, get a ticket for me. You know, I want to go to this concert. Can you nong me? <laughs> Can you nong me a piao? So, yeah, that's just an example, uh, a few examples for you. So be sure to try that out in your day-to-day -day speech, okay? Next is Will on problem initials uh, G, uh, uh, J, problem initial J, so J-I essentially. Or, well, no, it's also Jue and, um, yeah, Juen. So it says, wonderful course, I can finally pronounce the full E, that's uh correctly, thanks to Luke's approach. Yeah, that's a, that one was really tough for a lot of our students back in the day. People always tend to move their lips that's <laughs> uh, 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 when the lips actually don't play any part in the sound whatsoever so it just all comes from the throat uh, 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 uh. 
Um, so anyway, he mastered that. Well done. He says, question, what is the difference between Q, as in t, -t and CH? The difference between X and SH? Is it their finals are mutually exclusive? No, no, no. Um, their finals are mutually exclusive. Well, yeah, yeah, that's one difference. But in terms of actually how to say it, so I'll address what you said. So yeah, like um, the Q, the J and the X are only used with uh, just just the I, and well, the, uh, the uh, yeah, so T or D or C, right? Um, or um, Chu or Shu or sh, um, Chu, Shu and Ju, yeah? So with the umlaut Yu and of course, um, Juan and Xuan and Chen, you know, all these different ones. So it's basically used with those three finals. I'm just doing this from memory, so I might have missed one, but um, whereas you don't have um, the SH, the SHCH, R, ZH, they don't go with either any of those. You don't have you don't have that, right? So yes, they are mutually exclusive with those pronunciations. Um, uh, but the actual difference between them in terms of how to say them, the only difference between, uh, uh, let's see, um, ch and t, the only difference is um, the tongue position. So the tongue is behind the teeth. When it's uh, J, Q, and X, the tongue is there. Uh, it's, it's not right pushed up against the teeth, but it's, it's in that rough position. It's usually very relaxed. It's just behind the bottom teeth, sort of pushed down. Whereas with it's it's more pushed up towards the roof of the mouth. That's it. That's the difference. Um, so yeah, I hope that helps, Will. I'm glad you're enjoying the course. Next is Casey, um, level nine complete. So at the end of every level, so we have 57 levels at the moment, we're gonna have 100 levels when we <laughs> expand it to the advanced course. Um, and every level at the end, we give like a little congratulations. Uh, so Casey has finished level nine. Let's see what she has to say. This video was such wonderful encouragement, so thank you. I studied Korean for about three years before I became interested in Chinese. Still studying Korean too, which I love, and I'm probably at a low intermediate level with it. And one reflection I had while watching this video is that the process of getting the basics down in Chinese just felt much less lonely than it felt with Korean. It really makes such a difference to see Luke and Phil's smiling faces every day in the videos to feel a part of a loose cohort of other people on the same path to share ideas with and to get encouragement along the way, like with this video. That fact alone, that I don't feel as isolated or alone this journey, makes me feel like I'll have the stamina to keep going. I just really appreciate this program. Well, thank you so much. And that's, that's really... Um, something that we instinctively just wanted to develop because we just felt it was missing when we were learning too. I just felt Phil and I, I mean, especially me, because Phil at least had like his classmates. He, he, he joined university for three years, got a degree. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was effective that 
you know, there's a lot of things wrong with his courses, but he had people around him. In fact, one of our best friends, Scott, who you've seen on our podcast, went to university with Phil, not in the same class, but same same level, same year. And they got to hang out, it's like camaraderie, you know, um, complain about how bad the classes were, etc. Um, and I was all on my own, you know, for, for the most of it. I did join for a semester, but... Um, I couldn't hack it. I just couldn't. I couldn't handle being in a class. Um, it, it drove me a bit crazy. So, so yeah. I uh, when, when I was going the purely sort of independent learner route, yeah, it's a very lonely path. Um, even when you've had successes, you, you know, you don't really have many people to share your successes with. And failures don't even start on the failures. There's a lot of those, and, and uh, sort of deal with those on your own as well. Um, so this is something that I didn't want to have with, uh, feeling like neither of us wanted to have with Mandarin Blueprint. We wanted to have a place where people felt like they had, uh, support, not just from us, but from each other. And that's something that sort of naturally developed way better than we thought it would, because I don't know, I guess, um, and we underestimated how good people are and how, motivated uh, there's tons of people on the course that are way more motivated than even phil or i were learning chinese so just impressive to the admirable so and just um just nice as well you know wanting community and and helping build it answering questions for us about like flashcard software <laughs> you know i'd check the community and i'd be like oh another question about anki Oh, great. Someone's answered it and way better than I would have. <laughs> so just that is just a, even more unexpected, you know. So, yes, I appreciate it. We appreciate it, too, from our, our side of things. Just as a side note, on the actual character study, I just started noticing this week that when I'm reviewing some of my older characters, the entire movie would just flash in front of my eyes in an instant versus me needing to slowly mentally pull the actor prop sets to record and replay the movie as I had been needing to do initially i'm starting to get a taste for how the the really solid base of the movies we have built for the characters will start to scaffold up to recalling the meaning and pronunciation for characters instantly in sentences exciting yes and eventually you won't even need the movie scene this is something that sort of is a bit jarring to people uh when they get sort of more into the course it's like wait i just know that character now i don't need the should i still think of the movie for it no the movies, the uh, the mnemonic visualization is just a bridge to your long-term memory, and it will fade gradually. It'll always be there. You know, you'll, you'll always be able to retrieve most of them, um, but you won't need it anymore. It sort of just fades away. Um, and yes, having the the movie just flash in front of you is another reason why you should. When you do movies, when you when you learn characters with the hands of movie method. Um, it's a good idea to go for the Kodak moment. This is what I like to call it. Um, uh, Dominic, Dominic Green. No, not Dominic Green. Uh, anyway, very uh, Dominic. I did, I did an interview with him. He likes also that phrase Kodak moment um, where you, everything, you imagine like an, an, a Renaissance style, like, you know, Michelangelo painting where everything's just sort of happening in one scene you can see everything happening with uh, the actor the props the sets the keyword there's a flash uh, everything's sort of interacting and, and representing themselves um, 
uh, in that one moment. Uh, so that's good because it, it speeds up recall as you're doing there. So well done. Keep it up and uh, stay in touch, Casey. Next is John again, and uh, he's got another question. Uh, he says, so again, this is another example sentence, and there's a point in the course where we do not give English translations. Um, and it, that originally started out because we just didn't have, we wanted to release that section of the course quickly, and we didn't want to, we didn't have time to go through because translating is kind of long, boring, tedious, time-intensive process. So we were like, oh, let's just release it and we'll add the translations later. And then we found that actually, no, it's actually a good idea not to have the translations because it gets you really thinking about the sentence. And yes, anytime you don't get the sentence, you can comment and we'll reply within a few hours uh, as to what the actual translation is. But we'd like to let you sort of fly the nest in, in certain ways, um, handle things on your own. So anyway, John is, uh, is, is trying with this one. Uh, this sentence here, lift your hand, and is like a way of softening that request. So ya is to press, put pressure on, and ya is literally to uh, to squish. <laughs> so it's it's squishing my hair. It's like, or it's ya zhu. That zhu is a compliment that you can add, which basically means it's it's doing something and whatever it's done it's stuck there it's not moving all right so do as in like to live right so that's it makes a lot of sense if you think about it so imagine well it's not going to really affect me is it but so excuse me you're messing up my beautiful hair that doesn't exist can you lift your hand up because it's like my hair is stuck basically under your hand so John was saying, does this mean please raise your hand or so so I keep from getting angry? So this is an ex so this is obviously not related at all to my translation, right? So why is he saying that? Well, I, I instantly had it. I don't know for sure why. I, I imagine you put it into Google Translate. Um, and to ya zhu, to ya ya qi means to suppress your anger, okay? So, ya qi, deng wo ya qi, right? Uh, wait for me to just calm myself down, push my anger down. There you go. So I imagine that Google took like ya zhu, ya zhu le wo de, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and took that and like, oh, it means stop, stop from getting angry. Okay, so that's where uh, you probably got the confusion there. Uh, so I just thought I'd give you another example with ya qi, ya ya qi. Uh, sorry, so say a few sentences, so of nice words, ya ya qi, is like a way of softening ya qi. So say a few things, agreeable words, let's say, uh, to calm him down. So there's another little phrase that you could try out there, guys. Evan Hall on Vocab Unlocked from show, as in show dao and show ru. He asks a very interesting question. He says, what's the difference between show dao and de dao? Okay. And I thought I'd add another one in here as well that would have confused me um, if I was Evan, um, <clears throat> which Evan might not have seen yet at this point. I'm not sure, but show dao. So you can see on the screen there, 
Sholdao and Sholdao. I was confused by these for a long time. Uh, but actually, there's a very simple difference. And of course, Dudao. I'll go, go through all three for you right now. And this will clear things up really clearly for you straight away. So Shoudao with the first tone, the one that Evan was referring to. Shoudao, you feng xin. So you, you Shoudao something uh, tangible. You can also say Shoudao as in like, I've got a message. So I guess that's technically intangible, but it's based on a tangible concept, which is messages, which were always tangible before like, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, uh, I'd say max really. Um, technically 1969 apparently is when the internet was invented in the 60s but you know what I mean like like the idea of a letter or a message was always physical before then right to receive a gift it's, it's always something physical or tangible except when you're talking about emails or messages um, and then when you say the character is of course very different if you look there and it's a fourth tone it means to receive something intangible and it's, it's often very negative um but i wouldn't say always it's also like for example here 他受到全校的爱戴, love and respect so he's, he's got the love and respect of the whole school uh, another very common way this is used is 受欺负, uh, 受, sorry 受欺负, with the fourth tone 欺负, uh, no, no, wait sorry no 欺负, sorry it is first tone <laughs> so it's a bully to, uh, to be bullied by someone or to, not in terms of like a kid, like kids in a playground bully, it's more like uh, Chinese use this phrase qi fu, a lot, to basically say someone above you in, the society, in society in some way or in some instance, in some situation, um, using that power against you. Um, so you might, you know, be qi fu'd by the police, for example, you might, you know, you get the idea. Shou qi fu, shou cheng fa, Trufa, uh, to receive a punishment, right? So it's always intangible. You can't touch it. Whereas de dao could be both, right? It could be tangible or intangible. So de dao yijian tissue, sorry, um, or tissue shan, zowei an wei jiang. I'd actually never heard this before. Consolation prize. An wei, an wei is to uh, console. And wait, jiang and jiang means reward or prize, right? So, and wait, jiang. So, de dao yijian tishu zuo wei as, um, as a, and wait, jiang. Or you could say, ni xiu xiang de dao wo de zhi chi. You'll, you know, you think again if you think you're going to get my support, my zhi chi. Okay, so I just thought I'd clear that up for you guys. Those three are very different. Uh, sorry, very close, but with very distinct differences. Next is Rick on Jing Chang in context. Every example sentence I can find for Jing Chang means often, frequently, but not regularly. Although people often use regularly to mean frequently, strictly speaking, it means repeating at the same interval at regular intervals. So does Jing Chang mean regularly in that sense? That's a great question. And the answer is no. No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, you're right, it frequently, regularly are kind of interchangeable in certain contexts, aren't they? So that's why you'll see it. And it's quite confusing when you, you I want to know what regularly is, as in, I need to check my boiler regularly, or uh, I should be paid regularly. Well, here's how to say it. 房租要定期交. 定期, so ding means fixed, and qi means period, fixed period of time. 
and that's how you say regularly in the sense that you're referring to. 房租要定期交 and it's not formal or anything like that. It's just a standard neutral word for regularly. Or you could say 定期汇报工作 to regularly report work or give regular work reports. That's probably the best way to express that meaning. The final comment, just general comment of today, is Charlie Teal on Unit One Wrap Up, and、uh, he's asked the question that I thought again a lot of people ask, and、uh, it's good to share, especially for people on on our course or thinking about joining our course. He says, "Would one unit a day be fine, or is it too much or too little?"、Uh, and I think it's a really interesting question、uh, because it's kind of like,、um, "How long is a piece of string?" So my my mother would say, "How long is a piece of string?" When I'd ask her a question that is kind of completely subjective,、um, and、uh, the answer is Charlie, how do you feel about one unit a day? Do you feel after that unit is over and you and you do all the flashcards related to that unit? That's that's absolutely vital. Flashcards are absolutely vital and related. That's part of your study every day. Not you know, if you learn something, you have to go and learn those cards as well, and review those new cards, and、uh, also do your reviews for the previous time that you spent studying. So if you do, so after you do one unit, all the flashcards or one level, all the flashcards associated with that, you know, the first review of those, along with or two reviews, do that in the same session pretty much, and you finish all your reviews that have built up from. You know your last day, three days, week, month, whatever that you've got waiting for you. After you've done all that, how do you feel? Do you feel like you just need a break and then you come back and do another hour, another two hours? You do as much as you can consistently, right? If you feel like doing a bit of extra, or you feel like just having、uh, pretty much a day off, never a zero day. Always do little. Always at least finish your reviews every day, every single day. Okay, but if you don't feel like doing any new work, that's fine. How do you feel in general? Do you feel like you can handle、um, doubling that or tripling that work- workload and not really feeling much effect? Do you feel like you're 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 kind of already pushing yourself to your limits?、Um, you know, then increase or decrease based on that.、It's, we some I completely get. Right, some people actually use this as a complaint about our our course or the way we run our course. Saying, "Hey, I want you guys to tell me exactly when to study and give me a schedule and how." I was like, "We don't do that because people's lives are so different. Some people, like、uh, recently Keith, on our, you know, he can, he he did,、uh, he went through the entire course in nine weeks. Well, you know, the characters mainly, but characters and words. Um, and you know, he did that in. That's just ridiculous. That's like three or four hours a day, like of real study, hard study a day. And some people will be able to do that, but other people, like、uh, Chad, who's been with us for two since the like day one,、um, two and a half years now, and he's he's still working his way through.、Um, I think he's made it into、oh, where is he? Where is he now? He's made it into the intermediate course, I think. But that's and he loves it. He's like, I've been here two and a half years, and I'm taking my two years. I'm taking my time. I'm on character seven hundred, you know, and I'm I'm doing a little bit every day. And he, that's how he enjoys doing it. That's how he has fun, and that's really the key. Do as much or as little as it takes for you to make satisfying progress, that but also that you're not stressed or bored. You're in flow state. You're having fun. 
with it. You're enjoying yourself. And that's it. That's the right answer. Okay. Next is uh, vocabulary links. So again, um, this is how we learn compound words. I highly recommend that you use these techniques that I'm going to lay out for you today or people are going to help me lay out today. Um, when, you when it comes to learning characters, we have a special method for that, the hands and moving method. But for learning words made up of multiple characters, it's much, you know, it's, uh, you just think of a simple mnemonic based on all these different types of, uh, of, of uh, these, all these different, let's say, techniques, uh, factors, uh, based on the sound, based on the pronunciation, the spelling, based on the characters. Um, and I'm going to go through a few of them now with you. So Jeff Johnson on vocab unlocked for in, which means uh, reason, cause, uh, and in way. Inwe or inwe, so you sort of pronounce both ways, but usually inwe with a fourth tone, uh, which means because, right? So if you look at the characters, this is very straightforward. Cause is four, right? Way. Or um, really in this context, way, if you, once you start to read more formal Chinese um, or just written Chinese, you'll start to realize that way, way also just means is, okay? Uh, just a more formal way of saying it. Um, so in the reason is, <laughs> that's because, right? Jeff says, the cause, as in in, is the child asking why questions for a long period of time. Finally, the mother says, because I say so. <laughs> that is such a, um, such a uh, visual, not visual, what's the word? It's just a really, well, it's just a really good connection because I've been around kids, you know, for my my entire life. I was a kid. I've got a kid now, and he's about to start doing this probably because he's just starting to talk. Um, uh, I was one of these kids. I used to drive my dad in crazy, just asking why, 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 why. So this is a very um, very memorable connection. And of course, if you're going to make this connection, you should you should usually choose um, images that relate to your mnemonic that you come up with your your real connection. Ideally, if you can't come up with a connection or it's the connection not very good, then you can choose a different image. But uh, for this, I would choose a, uh, just an image. I'm sure you could find this of a, of a parent just being annoyed by the kid. <laughs> and the kid just blah, 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 blah in, in their ear and the parent's just like, <sighs> you know, that would work quite well, I think. Next, Casey uh, on uh, new vocabulary unlocked for Arza, Urza and Shalza. So son, as in my son, um, Urza is in days, like days of your life, and Shao's a spoon. Casey says, I really appreciate Luke's comment from a few videos back that you can Google almost any crazy image and might be surprised by what comes up. I Googled, Im I Googled image search for Schnauzer with a spoon in its mouth, <laughs> since Shao's sounds a bit like Schnauzer. Schna schnauzer, yeah, very good to me. And sure enough, a picture of a Schnauzer being fed with a baby spoon sitting in a high chair popped right up a perfect mnemonic yes uh, it's a very good point to remember however silly ridiculous or unlikely you think your mnemonic is um there'll probably be an image of it <laughs> somewhere next is chris on vocab unlocked for ming as in mings and yo ming so mings are li literally the word for name um yo ming is has name as in famous this person has a lot of name, he's very famous. So for Yo Ming, a picture of Hollywood's walk of fame, 
iconic and pretty obvious. Yes, so uh, yes, uh, iconic, pretty obvious, uh, and the the characters might be a good idea to connect to in some way. Just maybe just, but um, they kind of write themselves, don't they? Yao Ming has name. For Mingzi, um, I would. Do you know what I would do for that? Uh, because the, it's it's Mingzi in Chinese you must have the characters to have a name, right? So usually it's three characters, your last name, and then two characters representing your, 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 your name, the name by which you're called. And then there's usually a nickname based on those two characters. Um, so for example, my, um, my Junyu, my uh, niece was here, my wife's big sister's daughter was here, she stayed with us for a few weeks. Her name is Yang, Wen Ya, or is it Yang Ya Wen? No, it's Yang Wen Ya. So Wen as in Wen uh, Hua, as in uh, knowledge, uh, sorry, culture, language, uh, and Ya as in Yo Ya as in grace, graceful. So, but her her name is Wen Wen, as in, it's just, that's very common, especially for girls, doubling up one of the characters. And Yang is, of course, a very common, um, so my wife's Xing, uh, the last name. Um, which always comes first. So anyway, uh, you need to have to have a name. You need to have characters. Ming zi, that's what Han zi is, right? So that's how I would create a mnemonic there. And then I would just choose my own name. I would write my own name in Chinese, my Chinese name, right? Which is Ning Hao Tian for me. So I just write that out, and then maybe copy and paste that into my flashcards, or just type in, you know, whatever. Um, but having your own handwriting, I think, would be a good good one to do that. So, and if you haven't already chosen a name, now's a good time to do it. George J on vocab unlocked for dung, as in dung dung. <laughs> wait, wait, there's more. Okay, that's very simple, very straightforward. And uh, dung dung, um, that's just great, actually. Wait, wait, there's more, because that's what dung dung means. Dung dung, dung dung is the formal way of saying etc. Okay. Uh, Relatively formal, actually. It's not that formal, but it is it's not as commonly uh, used spoken. Hajna on vocab unlocked from zhu, as in yi always continuously. A long train or airplane. Direction on the trains and planes are always go continuously straight. Very good. Very good. Someone very bored on a train looking out the window would be a great choice for that one. Thank you very much, uh, Hajna. Yi-zhu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I would do though? Because this is just very personal to me. Um, what was this again? I can't remember. Because my um, I mentioned so my uh, my wife's sister's my wife's sister's husband, my brother-in-law Liu Liang. He's just probably the funniest person I know, and uh, he he drinks a lot. Uh, you know, and I used to drink a lot with him before I quit alcohol, and. Um, <laughs> He said, uh, he would always say like, are you ready? Like when I go see him, which was like once a year or something, he'd get very excited because I'm one of the few people that can keep up with him. <laughs> uh, and he would just be like, um, he would say, I'm going to drink like this. What do you mean? I was like, looking at his hand, I was like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> so, as in I'm going to drink one finger drink. Um, just a silly joke. But then I saw him the next time, the following year, 
<laughs> and he did this. He says, this Chinese New Year, I'm going to drink like this. And I was like, what does that mean? He's like, <laughs> So this is your 中指, your middle finger. 中指, sorry, with third tone. If you say 无中指, it means no middle finger. But 中指 actually also means end. <laughs> so it basically means 中指, uh, 无中指, I'm going to endlessly drink um, this year. So I thought that was quite funny. And uh, I thought I'd share with you guys. So next one here is um, Rick Angeland, Angeland. I'm probably, I've been saying probably Rick. <laughs> Rick, I've been saying your last name probably wrong for the year and a half you've been with us. And I, I apologize. Um, Rick on Vocab Unlocked for chong, Chongzi, which means bug. So talking of repeats or copies, I noticed the traditional version of the Hanza includes three insects. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, sometimes I look at traditional characters and I think I'm glad I'm glad they simplified it <laughs> you know when I look at stuff like that um, uh, yeah so but Chongzi uh, so let's actually look at it. this is a really straightforward one isn't it With any anytime you get a word with just a zi on the end it's really easy you just because the, the connection to the characters is just there with you so really just find a picture of a bug I, it doesn't gross you out too much because remember you're going to be looking at these uh, cards a lot. So just find a picture of like a nice looking bug, like a ladybird or something like that. <laughs> That's what I would do anyway. Uh, and that should be fine. So there you go, guys. That's all the e emails and comments we've had this week. I hope, I hope you learned something today. I actually learned something as well, you know, about about uh, Bao seeing all year. Um, so I'm glad that we got to share that with you. And uh, thanks again for the uh, GoFundMe and for the, um, you know, just generally just being so awesome and sending all these great comments in every week for us to read out. And, you know, if you, um, as I always say, or most of the time I say this, which is like, if you have listened this far to the podcast and you haven't joined our course, or you haven't even tried it yet, highly recommend you do that if you want to learn Chinese because in our humble opinion, not so humble opinion, there's no no single solution out there for learning Chinese that is anywhere near as good as the Mandarin Blueprint method. So give it a shot, start a 14-day free trial, go to our website and do that. Uh, and I will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.